Okay, all right there, sinners and choosers. Welcome to Choose Your Own Religion. My name is Joe. Thank you guys for tuning in this week. As every week, if you've tuned in every week, if this is your first time, this is a show where me, a comedian, talks with other comedians about whatever our religious experiences were growing up. For me, I, I grew up a preacher's kid, Presbyterian preacher's kid, so that was uh, that was a, a mixed bag overall. Wouldn't change anything. Eh, I might change some things. Uh, and my guests are everywhere across the board, from people who currently practice and believe stuff to people who don't believe in jack shit. And uh, it's my pleasure today to have comedian Noah Finling on the show. Noah is somebody I've met this past year through both the improv and the stand-up worlds. He's uh, involved in both. Super funny guy, super talented guy, and as you'll hear in this episode, we talk a lot about Judaism. I hadn't had somebody who had, uh, who's practicing Judaism in a while, so that was really cool to get a lot of questions answered about what does a modern-day Jewish practice look like? What does somebody who identifies as Jewish uh, think about it and their whole experience? Somebody from a very Jewish family, and so I uh, hope you like this episode. If you like this episode and you want to hear more of other people talking about their shit, oh, you can go to chooseyourownreligion.com. You can go on Find me on Facebook. You can go find me on Facebook, Stitcher, iTunes, uh, Google, and whatever, and uh, you'll you'll find some more cool stuff. I have some more cool stuff planned for this coming year. I've been going to a different spiritual center once a week, blogging about that. Uh, so you can check that out on the main website. It's called This Week in Spiritual Narcissism because uh, that is one of the dangers I fear most about this podcast is that people think I'm some kind of fucking guru or know-it-all or a spiritually ascendant being or dude. I'm just a guy who's been trying to figure it out for himself, and uh, often these things can't be figured out for yourself. And so uh, going out and actually immersing myself seems like one of the only honest ways to do it, and talking about how full of shit I am in the process also seems like one of the only real ways to do it. So if you want to find out more of that, that's on the website. Also, I love hearing from you. Email me at joejoquint.net. That's joe at joequint.net. I've loved getting emails from you guys. I love talking to you. Please keep them coming. Uh, send whatever you want to say, even if it's a disagreement or anything. Uh, I would love to hear from you and tell me if there's anything you want more of, less of, whatever. So I love you guys so much. Please give it up for Noah Finling. Allow the soothing music and uplifting affirmations to center your heart and mind in an awareness of God's love. Wake up, my dear sinners. Wake up from your deep rest. Won't you say your prayers? Know that you are blessed. I love you, oh, but Jesus loves you the best, and I hope that you choose your own religion. You should know that you're the uh, you're the first guest to ever have green tea. Really? On the show? I yeah. am honored. Yeah. You oh. know. Well, I just recently switched to tea from coffee. Like, really? Just this like past week. It's been mind blowing, dude. Are you a big coffee drinker? Big coffee drinker. Yeah. I didn't have any coffee this morning, though. No coffee this morning? No. Oh, this will help you a little yeah, bit. This will be good. See, the thing with the, the, the green tea or any kind of, or a black tea gets you some caffeine, but it's a slow release. There's no spiking. Yeah. It's I, nice. Sometimes I'll drink uh, Tiavana uh-huh. iced, like in the fridge. Uh huh. Very refreshing. That does sound very refreshing. Like if yeah. usually I'll have a coffee in the morning and then uh-huh. I'll do the Tiavana in the afternoon because it's a little bit of caffeine, but it's also just. You know, it's cold. It's, it's right. Cold. Yeah. 
I, I, was, I didn't really get tea for a long time. I don't know. Are you, have you ever been a big tea drinker? When Only when I was sick, when I was a kid, my mom would make yeah. me tea. Yeah. Because my parents are big tea drinkers. Really? Yeah. Um, they didn't uh, they didn't pass that on to you. They didn't they didn't pass that on to me. I mean, they like coffee too. Sure. But tea is more the thing, especially like at night. Mm-hmm. They always have a glass of tea mm-hmm. and like a cookie. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> tea and cookie or hamantashen. What's a hamantashen? Hamantashen. It's a it's a Jewish. Um, All right, right cookie. into it. Where I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> See how we go into it. Yeah, um, yeah. It's a it's a cookie that um is. It, it's a it's a symbol of so there's this holiday Purim in Judaism, uh-huh. and it's one of it's a holiday about uh this guy in I believe Persia, um wanted to kill all the Jews in Persia, uh-huh. um and he his name was Haman and Haman wore a triangle hat. Okay. 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 And big triangle hat. Yeah, and the hamantash. And if you go to if you go to um Canners, you'll see the hamantash in there all the way on the left in the bakery. It's uh-huh. a triangle with jelly in the middle. Wait, so wh- Hamantaschen, which is H-A-M-A-N, Haman, uh-huh. the evil character in Purim, uh-huh. that's why it's called the Hamantaschen. Gotcha. So it's like remembering how we killed or we beat this evil guy or he wasn't successful or whatever. Yeah. Jews are very big on a symbolism of like, you tried, but you didn't. <laughs> You're not going to get us this time. It is a weird thing how the... Uh, it seems like I don't know. Jews have uh, such that history of persecution that I don't really you don't really see of to that extent. Just like over and over in history. Yeah, I mean, like that's like one thing I, I remember learning in Hebrew school of just like learning all the stories, and our teachers would always be like, "This is why it's a religion to care about." So many times in our history, which isn't like two hundred years, it's you yeah. know thousands of years. Yeah. Um. Someone has tried to, I mean, you look back to the Romans, the story of Hanukkah, Judah right. Maccabee. Mm-hmm. That's another group of people that tried to kill the Jews and make and force them into caves to practice their religion. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, the our Hebrew school teacher was always very, like, um, you know, many times in our history, someone has tried to kill the Jews and we were able to stop them, though we were the underdog. Yeah. So. And so we're gonna have their uh, their symbolic hat, yeah, with, <laughs> with jelly. And in we're the gonna eat of. his hat. <laughs> um, yeah, I remember like, uh, and there's a lot of holidays too. The Purim, I remember because I had a actually back in North Carolina where I'm from. One job out of college I had, I worked with a a guy who was former IDF, Israeli Defense Force dude. Yeah. Um, he had immigrated to America. Was he intense? He was so intense. Yes. He was very, very intense. He very gregarious, but then also you could he would flip a switch if you argued about the wrong thing. Yeah, and just go, you know, crazy. I but, love uh, you, but I want you to die. Right, but I remember him like just pronouncing Purim like the yeah. way Purim. Yeah, whatever you pronounce it. Um, lots, but lots of holidays. Lots of holidays. So many holidays. Yeah, more. I feel like. I mean, I don't know this to be true, but I feel like more than most religions. Like, I think so. Yeah. So, so what? Are you, what's your religion? What are? Well, I grew up a Christian. You know, classic Presbyterian. Yeah. Sort of Christianity. How Protestant. many holidays do you celebrate? Uh, I mean, Easter, Christmas, and then you know you have like extended periods like Lent and uh, the Pentecost and things like that. But I mean, Easter and Christmas are the main two, and then you yeah. have other minor ones. I'm trying to even think of the minor ones. I mean, you have. Technically, I guess All Saints Day would be one, mm-hmm. and like you have other minor stuff, but pe- Christians don't really go all out for them or don't really take off like work 
in the way that like I see Jews just taking off work for like all these regular holidays. Yeah, I mean, I'm jealous. Yeah, <laughs> we're really not going to temple though. We're just hanging out. Yeah, yeah. Is there? But the, and each one has its own you know specific meaning, obviously. Yeah, every holiday. Yeah, every holiday is a uh, very specific. It's well, it's all centered around the whatever part we are in the Torah. Mm-hmm. So like every Saturday on Shabbat. I hope I'm I'm pretty sure I'm like ninety eight percent this is correct. Yeah. <laughs> I went to Hebrew school for thirteen years. <laughs> um you know, every Saturday they would read a section of the Torah mm-hmm. and that would that kind of takes us through the Jewish calendar, which takes us through the holidays. So like mm-hmm. if it was Purim that Saturday or the Saturday before around there, we would probably be reading the story of Purim mm-hmm. in the Torah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. There's like a liturgical calendar. Yeah. We yeah. would call it in Christianity. I don't know if they call it the same thing. No, I don't know what it's called. There's a, there's a Hebrew calendar though. It's like different months. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. The Catholics, they're much more adherent to it. Like they're the ones that are like down to the day of like whatever day it is for mass. It's like, we're going to read this exact text on this yeah. day. <clears throat> Protestants are more like, eh, there's some guidelines. Like, you know, if the, if the minister needs some suggested reading, <laughs> like oh, really? something to like draw inspiration from. It's a little more chiller. I mean, I think, I think you end up going to the same ones over and over if you're like, like, but each denomination is going to have their own specific set of like, okay, one March 13th or whatever, we're going to read uh, Matthew five today. Yeah. And some other ones might be like, no, 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 we're going to read Matthew six, whatever. Yeah. So things like that. We have, yeah. In Judaism, there's different, you know, sections or groups of Jews. You yeah. Know, like I'm, I grew up conservative. Okay. Um, well, I, I grew up going to a conservative temple. I probably didn't follow all the conservative uh, laws or whatever, mm-hmm. um, but attempted to pretty well. Growing up, I was much more religious. Like I, my parents, it, it was also like we were young kids. It was. It's like important right. when you have young children. I think to like, it's not important, but like my parents felt it was important for them to, us to have like a place to go to be a family. Yeah, yeah. And the temple was that. Definitely, yeah. It makes a lot of sense to me. I mean, yeah. I, I think of, as somebody who doesn't currently uh, practice any religion, I still, I, 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 I wonder. Not just no religion. There's no. Well, I go. I, I, I try to dabble. Part of this like whole thing of this podcast is like, it's partially me finding out about my guest and yeah. learning a fuck ton about <laughs> Judaism yeah. today. Uh, but then other time, you know, the the other half of it is, I grew up. Uh, son of a preacher's kid and then when I went to college and uh, I was a religious studies major uh, it started like it basically fell out of Christianity and uh, but then since then I've I've kind of wanted to I've gone back around studying eastern religions etc cetera, etc cetera. kind of been angry atheist every other mix and I yeah. but like I there's so much good shit in religion that even as somebody who doesn't identify as one specific one I like want to try to do it a la carte I don't even know if it's possible no it is possible I mean yeah. like I think religion when when I have kids one day maybe yeah you know I think that's when we decide all through our life I really think children really change your opinions on religion mm-hmm. because for me like I grew up in this Jewish household and that and if I were like how am I going to raise my kids the basic tenets of Judaism are a great, great way to be like, yeah, follow this. <laughs> yeah. It'll be good. Just follow this. Don't, mm-hmm. you don't have to take it literally, mm-hmm. you know, pick and choose. I think it's important to pick and choose what works for you. You know, I think, yeah. I think people, 
like this whole extremism or like taking the text too literally that mm-hmm. doesn't work yeah as as society has shown any i mean all these any groups a lot of groups that cause you know religious groups that cause problems take it really really literally right and that's a problem yeah it's, it's something where as uh, in the church i grew up in they would call they would refer to the bible as a as a living text it's a living doc kind of like the constitution right like some yeah. people believe in trying to follow the constitution as the founding fathers originally wrote it yeah but then that does seems crazy because it's like this isn't the same world as 1776 not at all <laughs> or you know 1776 bc yeah right you know and yeah. so yeah it's about I mean, you, there's a it's a it's a constant battle because you don't want to just throw out everything from it because mm-hmm. obviously there are some good principles. And I think with with kids, I imagine not only do you want them to grow up in something, something that I've I've really started to appreciate about religion is the consistency that it's trying to offer people. Mm-hmm. Like there, this is the path. This is like what you can do to le- lead like a happy life. Yeah. Like here's the the game plan. Yeah, and it's all about. I mean. It's all about just taking, like, looking at the stories and the teachings as metaphors for how we should live our own life. Like, yeah, I mean, going back to how we're this is a different society, like, uh, kosher, you know, in Judaism, you know, just you can't have uh, certain combinations of meats and right. foods and whatever. Shellfish is not kosher, mm-hmm. but when the when when uh, Moses was running around the desert shellfish if you ate it you would die because you didn't know how to clean it yeah it's disgusting (laughs) now we know how yeah i'm allergic to shellfish but like of course you are i don't blame a jew for wanting (laughs) to eat it because now it's safe yeah man i've been a seafood connoisseur my whole life you have i can never do that one i can never do the the full kosher yeah (laughs) i could never do i don't i mean i don't keep kosher i didn't keep i didn't keep kosher growing up my parents really yeah it was it was strange like i felt such a sense of pride in my family for judaism yeah but it was also like we didn't keep kosher. We we didn't go to temple every Saturday. We all got bar mitzvahed. Like we picked and choose. My parents really picked and chose which, you know, traditions that they wanted to be a part of. Yeah, yeah. Where did um? I'm curious because there's uh. So when you when you say conservative, is that like, is that how? we think of conservative on like a typical spectrum or is that some, has some other meaning oh, like within the Judaism? How do you, how are you thinking of conservative? Like? I mean, well, I have a, I can't remember all the names of the various like uh, sects of, and then there's like Orthodox, there's like reformed Orthodox. Right. So there's, yeah, there's reconstructionists. Uh-huh. I, I, I don't know exactly what each one believes. So I wouldn't want to say yeah, reconstructionists. Yeah. I'm not sure what they <clears throat> believe. Um, reformed are like, have a lot of similarities to conservatism, but they're not, they don't go as hard. Yeah. Conservatism is very close to ortho, not very close to orthodox, but like, it's just like a, a more, a little bit more severe than not severe, <clears throat> but like more, they go harder than reformed Jews. Uh-huh. And then orthodox is like, follow the Bible. Gotcha. Like, yeah, yeah. To a perfectly, T to a T. So a, a conservative is more like a, it's about like sticking as much to the schedule as possible, but it's just shades of like, not to the orthodox Don't do, We're extreme. not going to do this much, and we're going to do this little, and we're only going to say that. Yeah, it's right. like, and then Reformed is just like, let's just bring a guitar out and play music, <laughs> yeah. and we can all sing. Sorry, let me turn off my phone. No worries. Um, and so then we- Reconstructionists, I honestly think Recon, I think they might be atheists, but don't quote me on that. I wouldn't want to be wrong, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure they're like, there is like a, it's more of like agnostic, like uh-huh. 
it's more of just like the traditions and like God is a pure metaphor, right? Yeah, that type I of thing. I think so. I think that's what. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, there I've said enough things on the show that need to be fact checked constantly. Yeah, yeah. So now that's interesting about the shows because like I mean I'm not an expert <laughs> in religion. So. Yeah, and I'm not either. Yeah. But um, it's uh. I would. I'd love to be. I, I'm so fascinated mm-hmm. with religions. I think it's like, I love like I have a lot of Christian friends out here that like grew up like really religious. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Lived in the South, you know, like. Yep. And I love because when we talk about the Old Testament, it's pretty much the same thing. Right. Which is really cool because it's like, oh, they believe that happened. Where mm-hmm. did we all go wrong here? Why are we all at odds with each other? You know? Yeah. We all kind of started believing the same thing at first. Yeah. And I'm, I'm curious, too, something you said earlier. There's a that's something we don't hear about in Christianity. And uh, is the, you said that you had like a sense of pride growing up yeah. as a as a Jew. Where does that more now, uh, though, but a lot. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, where does that like come? What do you mean? And what does that kind of come from i think it was like i think it's a lot of like pride because you do everything with your family so it's like of course you're going to be proud of that if you're proud of your family which you know for the most part i was you know um oh good (laughs) damn cousin dave yeah damn (laughs) cousin dave um but i think um it's just a lot of like rituals and like you know, singing songs together and praying. It's like everything, it's done as a community. Yeah. And it's like identity. Know, yeah. You feel a part of something. Yeah. Um, bigger than you. Yeah. And that, and, and I think when people are feel, feel that way, they feel like they're a part of something. They usually take a lot of pride in what it is that they're doing. Mm-hmm. So I think it came from, I think it came from that, just feeling like I was a part of a community, feeling that like, um, I had that consistency, you know, it was just like, it was a good way to grow up. And a lot of my friends, um, growing up were Jewish, Mm -hmm. like pretty much all my friends. I went to Hebrew school and like where I met all my best friends were at Jewish preschool. Yeah. Um, and I'm still friends with them. Uh huh. I think there's a little bit of that because like you're proud of your friends, you know? Yeah. 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 No, it wasn't trying to be like, why do you have pride in your, how dare you? Were you, were you turning off? I was, I meant to ask this earlier. For on uh, Shabbat, would you? Is it lights out? Is it full on? Not Shabbat? my family now. You're like, ah, we we need to watch. This yeah, <laughs> we gotta watch the Yankee game. Well, yeah. like the the point of the of Shabbat. For, and correct me if I'm wrong. Part of the point is it's programmed rest, right? Program. Yeah. It's so it does seem a little bit like with like the turning off of all electronics. I mean, I guess if some people need that to fully rest and fully de- unplug, it actually sounds kind of like a great idea. The more I'm talking about it, yeah, it is. It is a great <laughs> but, idea. And when growing up, we are our teacher would bring us so weird. They would do this thing called a Shabbaton, uh-huh. which is, it would be like, we would go stay with the teacher for like the weekend. Cause they would, li- they lived like an Orthodox lifestyle. They followed oh, wow. uh, Shomer Shabbos. Yeah. I think that's what it's called. Um, and, uh, so we would go and we'd live them the weekend and we would do their Friday night meal. And then the next day we'd go to temple all day and then we'd come back and we just like, you just like hang out and play games and yeah, like, yeah, talk to each other and then we had a meal and then our parents came and picked us up and uh-huh. when I, I remember when i did it i was like this is i feel so good Could you imagine <laughs> if i did this every week i'd be ready to go to work on monday but i was like also 14 so i wasn't working <laughs> you're like i could have been good to go i was like dad give me a briefcase i'm going out. <laughs> wait on oh, no, friday night that's the typical temple night right <clears throat> friday night is shabbat shabbat sundown okay and then that's when you go is that when you like start the your service your weekly service friday night so no, there's uh, is it still on Sundays? Every day. It's every day. You could go to yeah. There, you're supposed to go to temple three times a day. In oh, the morning, okay. 
um, I believe around lunchtime and then at sunset. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's like probably gotcha. extreme. Oh, I just thought for some reason I thought the Friday night one was like a bigger. Like, it is. Yeah, oh, it is, sh- bigger it is okay. Shabbat. It's like the Sabbath. Right, because yeah. that's the one when I'm driving through like uh, Beverly Wood or whatever. Like I see like all these families just walking. Yeah, on those Friday are orth- night. yeah, those are those would be like Orthodox Jews. Yeah, and they yeah they go every they go Friday night sundown. They probably have a meal first or probably after. Actually, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think we would have one before when I used to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they would go to temple all day on Saturday and then like have another dinner Saturday night. So you were when you're in Hebrew school, you're going to temple three times a day. No, no, I would go. So my Hebrew school was Tuesdays after school from three thirty to six thirty. Mm-hmm. Thursdays three thirty to six thirty, and Sundays like nine a.m. to one. Okay. So I I did that for like from age four to fifteen. Uh huh. And all is it, this is in New York, right? Is that where you're from? New or Jersey. New Jersey. Right. Yeah. And then and, and that's, all my friends, uh-huh. we all did that together yeah. in the same class. And Hebrew school is going to be all Jews. Only Jews. Only Jews. Yeah, yeah. only Jews there. Sorry, I mean, I'm Goya. sure. What's up? Yeah, no Goys. Uh, no, I'm sure. I I wonder if they would have. Maybe they would have let a Jew, uh, non-Jew in. I mean, it's like a. It's I don't. I can't imagine. There's no nothing wrong with that schedule if you're a Jew. I just feel like if you're not a Jew, would be like, why am I showing up at Sunday yeah. from nine to one? Yeah, it's my Sunday. Oh, man. I hated it when I finally got my Sundays back. I was like, this is sick. <laughs> I'm gonna sleep in. Yep. Um. Yeah. It was. It was great. I mean, like. I kind of get what my parents were doing though. Like, it was a way to like get me out of the house so they could like do their own shit that they had to do and, <laughs> and hang out with each other probably. You know? Uh huh. But they were. It sounds like they were fairly big Jews too. Yeah. yeah. Um. My dad. Well, my my parents were. Judaism is also a big thing in my family. Um. I think because my grandparents are Holocaust survivors. Mm. So that's always like. I think that's where we get a lot of pride from. Of like. Sure. Yeah. Like we ha- we almost were extinct right. for this religion. Let's not take it for granted. In this specific family too. In my specific family. Yeah. yeah. So, um, my dad is uh, very connected to Judaism. Goes yeah. to temple more than all of us. Um, and so you went through Hebrew school all through high school. Yeah, I started when I was like probably in. I mean, preschool is like, I went to a Jewish preschool, so mm-hmm. that's where I, I guess like three, now that I think about it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, with the same kids. Dang. That I, I live with two of them now. Oh, <laughs> nice. Yeah. And yeah. It, I mean, I think like, I think Judaism really connected us. It really bonded us at a very young age. Yeah. And it was like, it's like three to like 16. So did you graduate somewhere else or did you graduate in Hebrew school? Uh, I'm just getting the yeah. full time Yeah, yeah. I graduated, yeah. Um, yeah, I graduated from like. Like after eighth grade in like regular school, eighth grade in Hebrew school, you like graduate. Okay. To yeah, yeah. Hebrew high school. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> HH. HH. Yeah. Uh, and I went to that for two years, and I was like, I've had enough. I'm done with this. And also, I was playing basketball, so sports were like getting in the way. Oh yeah, not a lot of sports teams at the Hebrew, not at the high level. No, not the high level ball. Unless you go to like a like a a fresh like a a Jewish like private school yeah yeah. they have like they have ballers there so how was the transition from when you went to uh, public high or public or private or whatever what the secular high school um i mean like i went to a regular kindergarten all this stuff like was after oh it's it's all supplemental all supplemental gotcha yeah yeah for some reason i I wasn't picking that up you're like you're only going to school three days a week (laughs) Uh, yeah 
for nine hours. Um, no, it was all. I would go to school. Gotcha. You know, in kindergarten from eight a.m. to three, and then so after that, you're just go. in school a whole lot. Yeah, a lot of a lot of school, and I, it was good because it may help me educate myself. Yeah, you know? it forced. It was forced upon me. Never have you ever had any regrets? Me like, oh man, I could have had like done so much more as a kid. I do remember when I was a kid being like, man, it sucks that all like the Christian kids get to like go to the rec center after school, and I have to like go learn about. Jews, you know? <laughs> yeah. I want to go to the rec center, play basketball, and talk to some girl. You know, uh-huh. I do remember thinking that, and I remember I feel like I had complained to my parents, and they're like, "No, this is very important." <laughs> it also made it easier that like my seven best friends all went to the Hebrew school with me. Mm-hmm. It probably would have been harder if I like didn't like anyone there, but like I was excited to go because we would just like terrorize the teacher. It was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, did you go to college? Yeah. Yeah. Went to college. Nice. Um, Did you participate? Was it a Jewish college? It wasn't. It was Arizona State University. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So there were very, a lot of... Not very Jewish. There actually are a lot of Jews in I imagine. Well, it's a huge school. Yeah. yeah. It is a huge school. Um, there were probably about like 2,000 Jews. Uh-huh. But I'll be honest, when I... I feel like I lost a little bit of Judaism in college. Interesting. Um, Like I still, you know... If someone asked me if I was Jewish, I would always say yes. But like, I didn't really do much of Judaism in college. Like, mm. maybe like four, four or five times in yeah. four years. What happened, or why did you stop? Because um, I have my own reason why I stopped going in. I think just like life got in the way. I started doing like stand up, and on Friday nights, um, you know, that if you were Jewish at my school, the Hillel, which is like the Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jewish program there would do like a fun Friday night thing on Friday nights, and that would have been cool to go to. But I would always go do stand up on Friday nights at the Union, you know. Or, oh, cool! Yeah, or do comedy, or I go see a football game, or you know, just I really was like, I want to just be a college kid. Yeah, yeah. So it was more like that. Um, but then I think when I graduated college, and I moved to Los Angeles like finding Judaism again was a, a way for me to not feel so homesick. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That makes sense. Cause it reminded me of my family. It, you know, the basic tenets, not taking it literally, um, are good ways to live your life out here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was interesting. I'm thinking about that. I never realized that I kind of did f- lose Judaism for like four years for a little bit. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. Cause you, um, I mean, the whole Jewish comedian thing, we, it's like a, you know, it's a total cultural meme. Like, you know, Jews are funny, Jews are like angst or whatever. Yeah. Like there's so many, why, why do you think there's so like, there is a seemingly, uh, over-representation of Jews in terms of just a population number. Like you wouldn't expect, it seems like a higher proportion of Jews in their comedy than other. Yeah. It does seem like there are a lot more Jews than there actually are. Yeah. Is that what you mean? Yeah. 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 Yeah, Jews only make like half a percent of the world's population. Yeah. Which is like crazy. It's <laughs> nothing. Mm-hmm. And for, I mean, you see Jews everywhere. You see Jews everywhere. Yeah. You know, and they're like, there's such a small population. I mean, we see Jews everywhere. Like, I've been a lot of my friends, especially in Arizona, where I went to school, I was their first Jewish friend. Yeah. Um, which is crazy to me because I've been surrounded by Jews my whole life. Hmm. Um, I don't know why. I think. Uh, well, you know, Jews control the media, so. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, of course. Uh, no, but I mean like Jews are, you know, do have a lot of Jews that have jobs in entertainment and that entertainment and media can sometimes control opinion and what people see. So maybe that is why people think that there are more Jews than there actually are. But you don't think there's anything like, I mean, I'm not trying, 
I have zero idea or anything <laughs> of like what no premise on it, but like it, you don't. It wasn't like something when you were. Uh, a, a young teen, you're like, oh, I have this Jewish angst. I just have to get out of me through comedy. Um, <laughs> or was it? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Like, um, but I'm just that's sort of a stereotypical. Type yeah, thing, like but. no, I think about like my family was always funny. Like my like, and my extended family are funny. Like everybody, mm-hmm. a lot of my family members are funny, and they're they all happen to be Jews. And I think there's just like that. I mean, like the Bible is like just a question just constantly asking questions and that's what a lot of what comedy is you know mm-hmm. when you find out the why in an improv scene that's why it's funny yeah, you know? yeah. Jews are always like why <laughs> you know like why us why us exactly yeah. uh, why now um, you know the four questions on Passover you know are um, why is this night different than all other nights you know it's everything's why 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 so I think that yeah. and, and that's like a root I think that's like one of the building blocks of great comedy is finding out the why yeah and of improv specifically i think specifically i think i've heard ian roberts say like why is this scene important why is this day important why now or like you know you look at a tv pilot like why 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 is the sorry why is the audience um why are we watching these characters right now that's why we have a show yeah answer is why is there a show Right. Why does the scene matter? Yeah. If it doesn't matter, we can fucking cut it. Yeah. And that is what Jews, Jews are. And if you think, if I'm like looking back on like eating Passover dinner around my uncle's table, like it's just a bunch of Jews just like yelling questions at each other. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, yeah, I guess. Um, so it wasn't like, I mean, I was bullied growing up, not like se- severely, but I was. So like, I think a lot of com- comedians mm-hmm. find comedy from something like that yeah for um, the judaism thing or for something else um like would be bullied because you were jewish or n- oh well, yeah that was yeah predominantly like my town there were a lot of jews but there were also like a good amount of like people who were some anti-semitic but some just like i think ignorant yeah. not exposed to growing up with jews um and i remember getting called like this fucking jew or like yeah, you know a lot, and that being a thing that was said about me and my friends, and being like, "That's so silly." Yeah, where do you think that that anti-Semitism comes from? Because I, I, you know, I mean, uh, I didn't grow the up Nazis. With, the Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I grew up in North Carolina. I knew, I think, one quasi-Jewish family. They were, but they were like church members. Like they were culturally Jewish, but they had became Christians. Really? So like that's the most Jewish exposure I got. And so anti-Semitism never even made sense to me as something like, I don't, yeah. I mean, I mean, not that hate ever really makes sense, Yeah. but like what, where do you think it was coming from? Was it a sense of, cause the, the tip, some of the typical ones are like Jews are very successful, et cetera. They're more intelligent on average, like just as a pure IQ score, mm-hmm. Ashkenazi Jews have, have a higher IQ. So like, is there some of like that inferiority complex going on? There's something else going I'm on. Sure, or, I'm sure that, yeah. I mean, I'm sure that's why. I mean, I think about, like, the times. Like, I remember growing up, like, some girl didn't want to date a, you know, blonde hair, blue-eyed white man and wanted to date me. (laughs) Yeah. And I remember that a man calling me a fucking Jew or something like that. So, like, I guess, I mean, (laughs) like, that would be, like, yeah, an inferiority complex or... That's, like, crazy to me. Like, really? I mean, but we were, like, in sixth grade, you know? I'm sure that person wouldn't call him now. Maybe that that person would call me that now. Yeah. Um, But, so it's, like, a lot of that. I think it's, like, you don't know. You don't... They don't know what... 
they don't live with Jews. They've never, they've never been close to a Jew. So it's just like, it's just a word to them. Yeah. It's just like saying fuck you. But instead you say fuck you, you say fuck you, you fucking Jew, you know? Yeah. Did you, uh, did you tell your, like, did your parents know you were being bullied and stuff? How did they respond? It wasn't, uh, I, I mean, I would tell them, you know, it wasn't like every day, but yeah. it would happen like, you know, a couple times a year. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I would, or like someone, one time when I was little, really little, someone told me that I like killed Christ <laughs> and I didn't know how to respond to that. Yeah. Cause I was like, no, Jews would never do that. You know? And then you like look at it and you're like, they did and they didn't and whatever. It's a complicated situation. <clears throat> right. But how I told my parents, I think I, I asked them, how do you respond to that? Like how, what, what should I say? And they were just like, just ignore it. Like they're just like, that's it's a silly, it's just silly. Don't even respond. Yeah. Like they look like idiots. Right. Cause like, especially cause Jesus was a Jew. Yeah. Yeah. That, but also being called you fucking Jew, I would ask oh, them how to respond. Yeah. And, and they would say, yeah, don't even respond. Yeah. That's interesting. Wait, how do you, how does, uh, so Jesus is seen as a, as a prophet in Judaism? No, just a, just a Jew. Good just guy. A, a good guy. Good just Jew. A, real good as, Jew. Yeah. Jews see him as a real good Jew. Yeah. Good carpenter. Um, <laughs> yeah. They don't see him as like the prophet or, uh-huh. um, yeah. Do they think that, um, or did your, you know, spe- conservative specific, uh, is it called, what is it, it's not called a, um, not a, like not a parish, but, uh, yeah. A like congregation, a, a congregation yeah. is it so-called a congregation. Yeah. Yeah. How would they view like, Oh, well the, the new Testament was just like, uh, basically made up or what, what was their, what was that view of, uh, um, never spoken about. Interesting. Never, we never learn anything about the New Testament. Yeah. Um, and Jesus, you just kind of like just basic brush over knowledge. No, didn't learn. I mean, like he was not a part of. I mean, I could be wrong, but I don't think Jesus is in the Torah because that's the Old no. Testament, and Jesus no, no. wasn't alive yet, right? So. No, it's just it, that's so. It's funny how it's like my own like Christian American like cultural kind of centricism like yeah well, of course everybody has to learn about jesus yeah yeah right yeah no yeah i think um i don't even remember the first time i learned about jesus like it was <laughs> I, I, it wasn't a thing it wasn't like a teaching moment yeah where everyone was like now hold up no sit down we gotta talk about jesus it wasn't like that um yeah. but yeah we didn't talk about the new testament at all in hebrew school hmm. there's a lot of like learning how to speak hebrew not learning how to speak, learning how to read Hebrew, learning how to write in Hebrew, not mm-hmm. learning how to understand Hebrew, which makes no sense to me. Isn't that ridiculous? Wait, what? You say you read and in write Hebrew it. school. You learn, you learn like the stories of the Bible and you learn like what they mean. And like, uh-huh. you learn blessings and like certain traditions, but you also learn how to read Hebrew. You learn how to write in Hebrew, uh-huh. but you don't learn how to speak Hebrew or understand what the fuck you're reading and writing. What do you mean by you don't understand it? Like I could read to you a sentence in Hebrew. Oh, you could like verbally read it. Like I could say Baruch Atah. You know, I could read it to you. Yeah. In Hebrew. Yeah, but yeah, I would yeah. have pretty much no idea what I just said. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Why would they not? I don't know. I mean, they didn't have the time. I don't know. Because <laughs> like a lot of what, how, what they were teaching us is how to read prayers. Okay. And yeah. they would teach us what the prayers were about, but not what each specific word meant. Okay. You know, like this is the prayer you do before you eat bread. You know, so it, yeah. it's more focused on passing down the traditions mm-hmm. and keeping the rituals intact and keeping that sort of thing more than like the actual, um, 
because would you know like the English versions of those prayers or would you? Yeah, but not like off the top of my head. Yeah, like, you could read it. Like it would be like a by you know a sitter, which is like mm-hmm. the text in uh, in temple on Shabbat has you know Hebrew and on one page and the English on the other page. Yeah, so there's like a real importance on like the holiness of the actual Hebrew, mm-hmm. of, like Hebrew language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but it's weird. I we didn't learn how to speak it. I I, I know how to say a l- couple things, but I really wish I would have learned how to speak Hebrew. It would have been cool. Uh huh. Did you ever read like get into? Because I remember when I was uh, studying my my brief sense studying Judaism in college, there was I learned that the Torah has a lot of uh, like commentary on it. It's like there's like because there's not only the Torah. There's like all this uh, rab- was it rabbinical mm-hmm. type commentary. Yeah, there's like uh, Kabbalah and there's like yeah, um, yeah, a lot of books that are ra- you know great rabbis just arguing back and forth. Yeah, giving these opinions. Yeah, um, they're like legal arguments. Yeah, they're like they're really, that nuanced and yeah, they're very nuanced. They're very educated rabbis. Like you know the Bible. Did you ever get into any of that stuff? Or? No, not no. really. Yeah, you're like nah, I don't. I don't need that. No, I mean, like, when I went on birthright to Israel, you know, we would we would hear some of that, like, people like that speak. Uh-huh. Um, and how big was your birthright trip? Like, how many people? About 40. Uh-huh. 40 people, ages 22 to 26. Did you know anybody else that was on the trip? No, just before? me. Yeah? Yeah, it was, it was awesome. Yeah? That is a... I think that revitalized... I think that's the right word. Revitalized Judaism. Uh, for you? For me, as a young adult. Mm. And so you said you were 22 when you went? I, it was uh, two years ago. Okay. Wow. So um, it's still pretty fresh off it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, like like I moved to LA and I definitely found Judaism more. But when I went to Israel, I was just like, I understood Israel more. And it made me proud of, you know, in some, yeah. in some ways yeah, of, yeah. of Israel. Um, and it made me be proud to be Jewish. And I brought a lot of that like pride and passion back to LA. Mm-hmm. What, what's up? Uh, so how, how long did, are the birthright trips? 10 days. 10 days. Yeah. And, uh, you're doing the big hits of like, you're doing the hits. Yeah. You're doing the hits. <laughs> you're doing, uh, you go, you go up to the Golan Heights, um, uh-huh. and you learn about, uh, what happened there and you learn about, um, just what that is. And then you go to Jerusalem, you go to Tel Aviv and you go into the Negev and mm-hmm. you go to the Dead Sea and you just like, it, it's basically a tour of Israel. And like the hope is, is that, you leave Israel spreading the word about how great Israel is. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a little bit of propaganda. Uh-huh. Um, but I didn't feel like I had, I was like pressured to have an opinion on anything or, mm-hmm. or live a certain way for those 10 days. It was very chill, very relaxed. It was just like, Hey, here's some stories and here's yeah. how Israel was created. Well, it is like, again, just like the, it's a, there's such a, cool importance within and because of the I don't know within Judaism of like maintaining that heritage of like maintaining the memory like the the memory like a people's memory of like yeah it's important not to forget yeah I mean that's a huge theme yeah I mean it it goes back to what we were talking about earlier just like yeah all these people try to you know kill us for being Jewish and it's just like we can't forget that yeah you know I mean that's innate like originally Israel was a symbol of that. Yeah. That's why that's why it was created to show that not just to Jews but to nobody will that happen again and here's a country that will be symbolic of that. And yeah. now it's kind of 
sometimes steered from that idea, which is unfortunate. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, on birthright, were you able to like party at all? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so funny. There were so many like great Jewish girls on my trip and they, uh, all, they all were in relationships. And I was like, we're supposed to find our wives here. Uh, <laughs> Is anybody upset that we're not finding our wives here? Is that, do you want to date a Jewish person? Um, like Mary? I mean, I want to just marry the person I love. Sure. You know, <laughs> <laughs> very political answer. Uh, I want, I you don't want to box everybody, yourself in. Yeah. everybody. Um, but you don't, I mean, you, it would be, it's like a plus if they're Jewish. That would be cool. I mean, like, yeah. but it would also be cool if I just marry someone that like is totally got my back and I got their back. Well, um, of course. And if they happen to be Jewish, that'd be great. I would like to, I didn't date, like I've never dated a Jewish girl per really? se. Yeah. Which hmm. is weird. Yeah. I would have thought you've been like one yeah. Jewish girl right after another. Yeah. No, I, I've wanted to, it's just never really happened. Uh, like seriously. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So I think I would like that cause it'd be cool. Cause we definitely have, you know, it's like you meet someone in the improv community. You're like, boom, you have like a connection, you know, mm-hmm. and it's that, but Jews. Yeah. We rarely get that in the standup community. Uh, <laughs> Not sometimes. that kind. <laughs> sometimes. You and, you and me. Hey, hey, you and me, man. Hey, uh, <laughs> I'm not Jewish, but uh, no, I'll think no. about it. But you do comedy. But so, yeah, no, but uh, <laughs> you uh, sometimes. Uh, but when you're, so you're, it's not like a, you don't have like a stack of resume. It's not like in order to apply. You to, have to be Jewish. Yeah. No, it, it it's not like that. Yeah. I. Do you sometimes w- kind of feel like you should? Do you feel pressure from your family? No. My no. parents are like really great about that. Like they just, again, they want me to just be happy and whatever that means. And it's, they're. Judaism is very important to my dad. It's important to my mom, mm-hmm. but they're, it's important to them and they keep it that way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They don't like say like, because it's important to me, it needs to be important to you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I think is important when Pat, when dealing with religion, because mm-hmm. religion can really cut into somebody and it makes them have an opinion very quickly and, you know, a strong opinion. Yeah. Well, I mean, so much it sounds of, like you have had a little bit of that experience where, Oh, for sure. Yeah. Well, it's like it's when you, when you think about like religions, like they're all a mix of fam. I mean, this is what all go, with with any given person's relationship to a religion. All right, are you still good? On yeah, time? we're good. Okay, totally good. Um, but any, any specific person's relationship to a religion, if they grew up with it, you have a mix of like your whole family is kind of tied into there. You have a whole cultural community. You have that stuff tied into it. You have this also this ideology, these like beliefs, these values, all that's tied into yeah. it. So yeah, it's like it's understandable why it's like hard to talk about with somebody who didn't come from the same one, especially if you're trying to like criticize it in yeah. any kind of way. It's like it would it's so hard not to get defensive if you especially if you still identify as part of that yeah. That religion. You know? Yeah, I think uh one question I have a hard time dealing with is how hard time answering is do I believe in God? Mm. I have a really hard time answering that question. Yeah. Um, my parents believe in God. Um, a lot of my friends, I think, believe in God, like growing up being Jewish. But it, I feel silly saying I believe in God, but I also feel like I kind of do. Yeah. You know? God, and with, to you, does that mean conceptual, like God the Father, that type of God? or No, it doesn't mean that. I don't even think, like, I don't even know. Like, another reason why I'm like, do I believe in God is like, why is it called God? Yeah. Why is God the word that means God? You right. know, why isn't it cell phone or like, I don't <laughs> yeah. know, but like, yeah, yeah. So I'm just like, why? Someone created that term, some person, and mm-hmm. now we all use it. Who is that? 
fucking guy or right. girl right or thing whatever you know whatever it's just a word it's just a word so i do i think for me it's more like i know i'm not an idiot there i shouldn't say that i know <laughs> i believe that there is something going on here mm-hmm. that's that's controlling there's too much there's too much things that happen so specifically so consistently for it to not have been created by some force or something. There's something beyond the pure physical realm. Yes, I 100% believe that. Yeah. And I'd rather be naive and believe that. You know, like I'd rather live in that world. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, and like, yeah. Do you believe in God? Again, I feel the same as you. It's hard to, I don't believe in the classic, like, uh, there's like one super being that has like a consciousness like we do who's like looking down over the world or who can like even he's like one being but he can zip himself into like he can temporarily see himself as me or like you know all these weird yeah. little different sounds concerns. like uh you know like fucking x-men like right. what are you? <laughs> <laughs> he's basically professor x is god yeah i mean um but uh you, 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 yeah okay. <laughs> so we're doing some adjusting here um but yeah there's uh i, I so that type of god no i don't believe in but I think um, one thing I've been like, you know, growing up in my my Christianity, we were lucky that or I consider myself lucky that we were fairly much like God is about love and God is like, that's mm-hmm. the main thing you should take away is like love, love, love. And I always thought of that as like a metaphor, like, oh, God is love or like, and all this stuff. And I was like, yeah, okay. So the the dude in the sky he's like he's a loving dude in the sky that's how i was interpreted that i guess how i feel of it now is that love as like an energy and as a choice and as something that you have to create within yourself like you you need to take steps and do things in your life to generate love and help spread that love to other people whatever that is that that is god i guess that that's this this sort of like energy you know it's a, it's a classically like shit upon term is like oh i believe in energy yeah, yeah. and consciousness and stuff like, but I, that's that's what i do and one thing like one thing i've always uh like with evolution right definitely believe in evolution 100 percent. yeah but i do this bit sometimes where i'll be like yeah god created the world in seven days 100 percent. like i will like act like <laughs> firmly believe it like at a bar and they're yeah. like Okay, can we leave now? <laughs> People get so <laughs> like really. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. 100%. That's a, of course how that happened. <laughs> uh-huh. And then some people do the thing where like, well, to God, 7 days. It's like 7 days and to us it's yeah, like God 10, actually, years. Yeah, one day to God it was like, yeah, 4 million years for us. Yeah, in <laughs> God years, it's uh just a day. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. But um I I think of uh oh god, what was I saying? Oh, like okay, so with evolution, right? From from as far as I know, we have like, we know how evolution works in terms of like, this is the, how it happens. This, you know, better traits are selected over others, blah, blah, blah. But there's no explanation as to like why it happens. It just is like, yeah, it's there. There's just, we have evolution. It's just a fact of like, like science doesn't explain any, a lot of whys of stuff. And I'm not saying the why is because God put it there, but there's something about why do we feel good when we grow? Why does positivity and forward movement feel good you know why is there even a a distinction between a good and a bad feeling like what's pushing all of us to inherently sense like this is good for me this is bad for me and good things that are good for me are things that make me grow as a person and yeah and put out more into the world and that it's a creative sort of force yeah it's interesting the idea that you had about like evolution is like 
we're going forward and we're losing stuff and the strongest are, you know, surviving yeah. or like, or, and, and I guess like now that's becoming like us moving forward in our career and our lives and growing as people are, is that movement of going, is that evolutionary movement of going forward. That's an interesting idea. Yeah. You're selecting the parts of your life that work and don't work. Right. But it's you not know? like, uh, I'm not, I'm stopped using my arm. So I'm, you know, my kids are going to stop having arms. It's not <laughs> right. like that. It's more like um, intangible ideas. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, to take a personal example, I've had a, in in relationships past, I've had a problem with jealousy. Like mm-hmm. I, I used to get so jealous and it was just amplified when I was dating somebody long distance because yeah. it's like, oh, why didn't you return your text immediately? Yeah, you're like, oh, you fucking suck a dick. Or no, no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in your head, you're no like- No one does that. Nobody, nobody ever sucks. Yeah, no one sucks dick. Like, no. Um, yeah, I know what you mean though. You go to that place. Right. But then that's part of, you know, through the uh the pain experiences and also realizing the paranoia it caused me and also realizing that sometimes jealousy can be a self-fulfilling prophecy because if there's nothing that makes you want to cheat more than like a jealous like type boyfriend. Not not that that hap- that specific scenario didn't happen with me, but yeah. like There's not Wait, what'd you say there's nothing what? There's nothing that makes a a woman want to like cheat on her boyfriend more than like a hyper jealous yeah like dude. oh you think i'm cheating well i'm gonna fucking cheat you <laughs> right know? or like that because it's a it's a possessive yeah emotion people and, don't like to be controlled right 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 and um and so i that's something where in my life i've really really worked on like processing like and it's 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 a fucking it's a bitch to like let that one go man yeah it is that is that is like to i think i have trouble with that too where it's just like it's just like I'm not gonna. I think it all start is rooted in like comparing yourself. You know, mm-hmm. like that's where jealousy I think comes from. Like, yeah, yeah. Because when you compare yourself, then you start to be like, well, they have this and I don't have, and I want that, and then you're like jealous. You know. Yeah, yeah. That is that idea is just like hard to like. I'm gonna choose to not think about that. Yeah, that career centric type of jealousy, or right. yeah, yeah, that yeah. career centric jealousy, or in relationships. I've yeah. never really been jealous in relationships. Um which I feel lucky about because I, I, and I, I'm not ter- I'm not jealous in my career. Mm-hmm. I guess I'd be, sometimes I'm like, oh, why, why did they hang out? I wanted to hang out with them. Yeah. More yeah. like that. I'll, I'll feel like a FOMO, which I guess is a, a jealousy on its own. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so you're saying you've you've lost that in an evolutionary. Well, I wouldn't say I've completely lost it. I'm not perfect. You're trying to. Yeah, it's. I'm definitely way better than I used to be, and it's just the recognition that like this is not a useful tool tool right it's not a helpful thing and it's in fact very harmful to my relationships and i mean it's easier when i'm more at a distance from all these cuz i can also be like and that's where that's where things like religious values also are important in terms of in my case it's not really a quote unquote religious value but just a value of being like right i don't own anybody like everybody is created equal even my partners, even if we are in a relationship together, I'm not, it's not a possessive thing. Mm -hmm. It's not like I, I don't have any entitlement to her Mm -hmm. love. Even if we've made an agreement to like the, to be together exclusively, she's a free agent who can theoretically leave whenever she wants. And she should have that freedom if she wants to, right. If that's going to make her happy, she should be able to. Yeah. Yeah. But then when it's in the moment, you're like, Oh my God. Yeah. You have to really, you have to really just take a deep breath and be like, that's, that's old crazy Noah going off again. Yeah. And he's got to chill out because he's wrong and mm-hmm. he just needs to chill, you know? Yeah. And that's where like, um, 
comedy is so helpful for being able to laugh at that. Yeah. You know, and myself, I, I have a, a bit about my own jealousy and that's, that's even being able to, it's, it's a short throwaway thing, but it's just like even having a, a way to recontextualize it and like make fun of it and hear other people laughing. They're not laughing at me, but like with me, Yeah, it makes it all like, cause then th- that's the other side of the coin of like being too hard on yourself for your jealousy mm-hmm. or being too hard on yourself for having a human emotion. Cause then that's like, then you, that's a, a, a bad cycle too. Right. Yeah. 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 I think, um, what helps me in bringing you back to Judaism, ju- like Judaism, I was saying it's like the, que- it's a religion of like questions and why. Right. But it's very much about asking that about ourselves. Mm-hmm. So whenever I'm mad about something that's like jealousy or just like irrational and like, I can't either, I can't quite figure out what's bothering me, but something is, mm-hmm. I just ask myself, why, what, what is going on? Like, say it, say it out loud. Yeah. What are you fucking losing your mind about? <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and that'll help me be like, all right, then that's obviously a, a, not a useful tool. And I can't, it's not in my arm's reach and I can't fix it. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to worry about. Yeah. Somebody, uh, the book of Job being, is that something that you guys, that's not part of the Torah per se, is it? Uh, I've never, I've never, read it. I've never learned it. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Well, let's say uh, Job is also a Jew. Mm-hmm. And uh, this, I know that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and basically the story of it is he keeps, uh, like the basically uh god and the devil like basically make a like a bet the devil's like i'm gonna put him through so much shit and he's like not gonna believe in you and god's like i bet he still will believe in me it's kind of a fucked up bet if yeah you think about it but uh, yeah i bet he will fucking because he's he that's like what uh <laughs> i feel like i've been led on by those types of girls like yeah he he thinks he likes me uh-huh and he'll continue to do that <laughs> <laughs> yep uh but in this case like so job is like he's going through all this tragedy after tragedy like literally his family is dying off because of the devil things like that he still has his faith but he's like kind of like being bitter about it and being like butthurt about yeah. it as you can understand though you're like he's fucking he's like why is this ha-? it's the constant it's that why is this happening to me type text mm-hmm. and uh basically and then he has this like interaction with, with his friends who kind of speak for you know i guess uh the jewish view at that time mm-hmm and just being like, yes, we don't know why exactly this happens, why suffering happens, but the answer isn't to be bitter about it. Mm-hmm. The answer is to rise above and you can maintain basically a loving attitude and be still be thankful for what you do have, even if you are suffering Yeah, unjustly. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, you think about like my grandpa used to tell me when he was in Holocaust camp, in concentration camp, that he... um Holocaust camp sounds like <laughs> like a themed camp yeah, right. that's trying to like live through. Yep. Concentration camp. Uh, <laughs> uh, fuck me. No, that's uh, <laughs> concentration camp. Uh, he he used to tell me when he was there that um, these rabbis that were in the camp with him and these Orthodox Jews, they would pray still. Mm-hmm. So they would continue yeah. to be try to be a good Jew when they had no hope. Like, their brothers and sisters are all fucking dying, and they still, like, fasted for Yom, on Yom Kippur. Wow. Are you kidding me? Yeah. You have no food. You, you've been fasting. <laughs> yeah. You get rotten vegetables. Yeah. And you're still, like, that, and that is that that idea that, like, yeah, you, you if you are suffering for some people, for, 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 in this case, you know, for these Jews, Judaism was the way that they were going to rise above it. And still feel like they had a purpose and a reason to live because they still believe in God and they still have a they still have the Ten Commandments and how they're supposed to live their life. Yeah, it's um, 
I mean, that's what's so fascinating about Night by Elie Wiesel. And if we if we need to go, we can no, no. Soon. I just check the time because yeah. I have a when well, you know I like check my phone every twenty minutes. No, that's cool. Honestly, every like three minutes. <laughs> I'm cool. like very phone is like my yeah no my me, cancer no me too yeah me too. I'm bad with it. But like a Night by Elie Wiesel. Yeah, you read that? Uh, I haven't read that. I read um the his other book um can't remember something stars um i couldn't tell you yeah but but yeah i've heard, i know the story i just haven't read it i should read it yeah it's just um what's so fascinating is i mean he still he's the that's the huge theme of that book is like why is this happening like what <clears throat> the fuck like this is and it's just detailing the holocaust and concentration camps and every horrific detail um but i think that's what's so cool about religion when um in the Judaism, we I mean the things we've talked about even today. It's like at its best, it's helping us transcend the tough parts of our humanity and to ride like to to reach our full potential as human beings by not um, being distracted. Being, yeah, being distracted and being bogged down. I mean, not that anybody would fault somebody for being bogged down in a co- fucking concentration. Camp, yeah, no, but you no, know no. What I'm saying. no. I know exactly what you mean. No, yeah. I, I, it's. It is a way to help help people give people purpose. Um, and when you're in that type of type of situation, like that's the only way you're gonna survive. Like as soon as you feel like you have no purpose, you are one hundred percent gonna die. These are the questions. These are the conversations I'd have with my grandpa. You know, I'd ask him like, "Why did why did you survive?" And he wouldn't know the answer to that. But then he would tell me a story, and it was always just like, "I had to look after my brother." I had to, my, my sister was still back in our hometown. I had to escape concentration camp to go make sure she was okay. I had to, you know, you know, whatever it was, I, it was always, he, it was him finding a purpose in whatever it was. He kind of pulled away from Judaism. He went into the war very, very orthodox, Mm -hmm. really came kosher. Judaism was the whole household. Like it was everything. And after concentration camp, he, it was over. But it was over in the sense that he wasn't orthodox anymore and he didn't follow the traditions like that, didn't keep kosher. Actually, he probably still – he did keep kosher. But, like, didn't go to temple every Saturday, didn't have the payas in the top hat, you know. <laughs> um, but he still, like – like, he would still come to my house every Yom Kippur, every Rosh Hashanah, and we would all go to temple together. You know, like, he would still do Jewish things, but, like, that belief in God – and that belief that you need to follow the text literally was lost. Yeah. After that. Yeah. Um, well, we're about about out of time. Yeah. I think. Um, Sorry to end on such a downer. No, nah, dude. Yeah. That was um, that was really. Uh, yeah, it's it good stuff. But um, I think it would be weird to make up a religion in this episode. But mm-hmm. the the other the alternate question I have for people who identify as something, um, is what would if you could, um, if you would like, whether it's your specific, um, whether it's like Judaism or in your personal life, what's something about Judaism you would like to heighten or focus on or change about like, I don't know, the Jewish church or your own practice or something. Mm-hmm. Or, what, what would I change? Yeah. What would you change or maybe emphasize or de-emphasize or. It's a good question. I think, um. I don't like that there's um, a lot of between these 
different congregations or Jewish sectors, conservative, reform, Orthodox, Lubavitch, you know, I feel like there's a lot of angst between them, like not a lot of recognition of like, you know, Orthodox people don't believe if you convert to Judaism, you're a real Jew. I think it's like, just like they want to be Jewish. Like, what are you doing? Like, why are we like excluding a great person? They want, they love, they love us. Like, let's, let's welcome them in. So that, I don't like that. I don't like that, uh. Like let everyone, if everyone, again, going back to don't take it so literally, like, remember, it's a way to live your life a way. There's many ways. Don't be so fucking one, one side, have like this one idea that there's only one way to live your life. Mm -hmm. That's ridiculous. Much less one way to be a Jew, right? One way to be a Jew, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like I'll end on this and this, this, there's this, uh, journalist, Daniel Pearl, who was kidnapped by terrorists and right, right. his dying words are, and he was not a religious guy. He didn't marry Jewish. His kids weren't Jewish. His dying words were, um, I am Jewish. Hmm. That's like where his dying words are. And I think it's like, and that guy's not a Jew because he didn't marry someone who's Jewish or his kids weren't Jewish. No, he believes in that. Like let the belief and the passion be enough. Yeah. That's what I would love more Jews to, to feel. Right on, man. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for coming over. Of course. Uh, where can people find you? Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram <laughs> at uh, Noah Built the Ark. Oh, now I sound nice so Jewish. I sound so Jewish. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks so much. Yeah, bro. of course. It's been great. And that is the show. Once again, thanks to Noah Fenling. Follow him on Twitter at Noah Built the Ark. Uh, that's it. Jamaste. What's a creative podcast network?